right, riddle me this, Kev. What's one of the first upgrades you should do to your vehicle? What is it? What do you go for? Well, you might think power, but ultimately, from a smart and safe perspective, definitely the brakes. Yeah, no doubt. Upgraded braking systems can really transform a vehicle's performance and honestly give you better peace of mind behind the wheel in any situation. You know, from the track to off-road trails, even the morning commute, every single vehicle deserves performance brakes at an affordable price. And no matter what your vehicle or driving style, PowerStop has complete brake upgrade kits for you. So head to PowerStop.com, fill in your vehicle's information into their easy-to-use brake finder to be matched with complete kits and components that are low-dust, noise-free, and feature upgraded stopping power. That's right. You could join the thousands of other drivers that have already transformed their vehicle into a stopping powerhouse today with PowerStop. PowerStop.com, brake upgrades made easy. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It is the Two Guys Garage Podcast. He is Kevin Bird. I am Willie P. We are fired up, man. Today, we're talking everything outside the car that means more than the car. And for car guys, that's rough to say. You can't hardly find anything that means more than their cars. But the place you keep it, the place you keep it, the ability to be able to work on it, the capacity for storage, oh my God, that, that's a game changer. Well, the getaway spot. Where you go to yeah. find your soul, man. I mean, I don't know about you. Actually, I do know about you, man. You're in the same boat I am. You know, my garage is where I go to find myself, man. Like, the projects you work on, just clearing your head, the creativity. You know, that's where your, that's where your car rolls out of. That's where your projects roll out yeah. of. You know, stuff that you've welded, built. You know, maybe you're into woodworking. Whatever it is, man, that's your shop. That's your space. And, uh, man, it means everything to me. That's what, that's what brings me my sanity, you know? Yeah, man. It's, to say it's therapeutic is an understatement. Oh. It's one of those things that, that literally, man, it's, um, you know, everybody has their, their calming area, right? The, the peace of mind and, and just being in that atmosphere gives you, like, a certain zen or tranquility that you don't find other places. It could be the surroundings, the smell, the... You know, the business that's going on or the or the fact that, you know, y- you can create. And for a guy, for, you know, even females that love being out in the shop, that's something special. You know, that's something that you realize you're about to either build or conquer or, you know, tackle new ground, uh, even if it's working on the same old ride. You know, it is uh, definitely uh, your place uh, like um, like none other. Yeah. When I'm when you I know? moved up here to Detroit, you know, she's been 20. 20 years now you know we got these long winters and i'm all about being outside so if if i can i'm gonna be you know uh on some ice skates or you know snowboarding or whatever it is but uh you know there's a long winter with a lot of cold days that just miserable you can't do anything and that is truly my sanity and i look forward to it because summers are are wonderful up here they're short and you're just you're just go 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 uh and i don't get the shop time and I'm enjoying my outdoors, man. I'm not complaining, but as the summer's winding down and you're kind of getting bummed out that the good weather is going to start disappearing, I start thinking, 
oh, but you know what? Shop time is coming, man. And a good heater and a good shop, man, can get you through a long winter real nice. I'll tell you. Yeah, man. Plus, it keeps you out of trouble with the wife or gets you in trouble. Just really depending on how much time. A little bit of both. But, yeah, it's, you know, it's, it's, you know. It's a package deal. <laughs> yep. uh, well, look, the guy that we have on today helps people with those resources, helps people find their dream spot. For me, man, it was really evident as I was about to you know, embark on a big journey. I, I was about to grab 10 acres um, way outside Denver, Colorado, and I was going to you know, live in a, uh, a couple like RV-type scenarios and just me and some friends build a house and go for it that way. And then uh, just on a random, I decided to take a drive uh, right around the subdivision that was close to the 10 acres, you know, that I was going to buy. And I came over the hill and saw this massive shop. And I'm like, my God, what a garage. And literally, I'm, I'm sitting in the garage right now. You can hear it. Echo. I mean, it's echo, a big room, echo, dude. Echo. I, I got carpet in here. <laughs> um, I got 13 cars packed into this section of it. So, yeah, it's it's a big area in, this, in, in the spot I'm in right now, let alone it's got several other rooms and lifts and things you could do. And for a guy like, you know, you and I and, and most people that listen to this podcast, that is heaven on earth. So I rolled down the driveway and the guy was working on the house. I couldn't believe I saw a for sale sign. I'm like, hey, man. If you pack up today, just walk out and leave. Can I entertain a price for you? And he was like, absolutely. I'm tired of working on it anyway. So <laughs> I, I gave him a walkaway price, and we said, that's a deal. We shook hands, and a couple weeks later, I was moving in, man. I had I had this shop loaded down with stuff before I had the, a single thing in the house. Well, that's like it when, should, when yeah. It, <laughs> <laughs> it's funny, yeah, man. It's and, and most people are looking for that. You know, most people are looking for – what is it that's going to give me my peace of mind? I feel like a lot of times you could make and manipulate the house however you want, but if you got a big shop out there just waiting for your your own spin on it and what you can build in it, oh, man, that's that's a bonus like none other. Yeah, so, well you, you found a dream for sure, man. I mean, I think anybody in the planet will be envious of, of your setup because that is just uh, – that is the – Garage Mahal of Garage Mahals. That thing is huge and massive, man. You scored big time. And, you know, the closer you are to town, like bigger city, the harder it is to find, you know, your garage space. And that's why you need guys like Brian McNamara at Gearhead Homes because they can help sort through all these listings uh, and try to find you either the industrial space you're looking for uh, or the house with the big garage, the pole barn, you name it. Uh, cause that's, that's what we're looking for, man. And it is a diamond in the rough. I know I found my, my first house when I moved up here, uh, I was one of the only, cause I was, you know, near the big city of Detroit, one of the only three car garages around. And that's not huge, but at least, you know, I got the biggest I could get. Um, yeah. and I know when I it's shot cheap. from my second home, it was the same, same dilemma, right? How do you look through a thousand listings and find what you want? Uh, you need a guy to help you out. And we're going to talk to that guy, man. And, you know, this guy was marketing this place like a horse property. He's like, you know, and I'm like, wait, wait, a horse property? Who's going to bust up concrete and put stalls in here, you dumb dumb? Yes, you'd have marketed it mechanic's dream, but I'm glad you didn't. So anyway, there's a key to it. And we're going to find out all the ins and outs in just a second. So give us a couple minutes. We'll knock out a break. Come back with Brian McNamara. It is the Two Guys Garage Podcast. He's the handsome Kevin Bird, and I'm Willie B. Back after the break. 
it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. It is the Two Guys Garage Podcast. He is Kevin Bird. I am Willie B. And we are fired up. Brian McNamara joins us today. And we're, we're talking gearhead homes. This is, this is so critical. This is so important because... Nowadays, with all the remote, you know, being able to work remotely and everybody doing it, right? It's it really doesn't matter where you live as long as you got internet. And who doesn't have that? (laughs) So really, there's all kinds of ways that you could branch out and find your dream. You know, a lot of people call it your future home, your forever home, your dream home, whatever you want to stamp it, man. This is the spot where you feel like no other place on earth, man. And it is fantastic to be able to have one. Uh, Kevin, you know this because you, you've done something unique. You, you bought several properties to make, to, to make room for your, for your – he's the only guy I know that buys houses just so he could, you know, steal the garage space. <laughs> it's awesome. Yeah. Well, you know, as you know, I, I, I got on a lake here in uh, the downturn, you know, in like 2012. Uh, but my lot is so skinny, dude. Literally, my lot is 33 feet wide. So I got a long, skinny house and a long, deep garage that I added onto. But, you know, that's my workspace. That's my my go-to space. Now, I got to put all the other stuff somewhere else so I can keep that shop space, you know? Just the tools, just the cars, just the welders. So, yeah, I bought at least one or two properties just for the garage so I can keep <laughs> <laughs> the toys and other things in there and rent out the house. So... Uh, hey, you know, Brian, when people look, you know, for these properties, it really is amazing. You know, I stumbled upon a, a, a real treasure here, but, you know, I'm fairly close to the city. It's one of those things where I feel like finding a property that's solid for cars and for shops and for a guy with a decent inventory of, of hot rods, man, that gets so tough and difficult to kind of just kind of narrate, navigate all the, you know, all the spots that may have an outbuilding, but not necessarily a garage. You know what I'm saying? Well, it was until we came along. So <laughs> <laughs> Exactly. Well, tell us, tell us a little bit about, like, you know, what you got going on over there, Brian. Get, make everybody envious. Uh, well, that's, uh, well, that's how I even started the company is because I was trying to find a house with a big garage. And I, everybody I talked to, their eyes would glaze over when I talked about a garage. I kept being shown like kitchens with counter, you know, nice countertops and stainless steel appliances. I wanted to see the garage first. It's all about the garage. The house is secondary. So now I've, now I find people, I find people a garage with an attached house. Amen. So it's, you know, you need the bedrooms for the, uh, for the toys too. So, um, but, uh, yeah, so we, I mean, we've been in business for nine years or so. And, uh, you know, growing ever since, but, uh, you know, it's, it's all about the garage. I mean, I even my own house too, I finally have kind of the shop of my dreams. Uh, just two years ago, actually I was called on a listing appointment. Somebody called me to, uh, list their house for sale. And as soon as I walked into the backyard, I gave them an offer the next day because, uh, because <laughs> the outbuild. So it's, uh, this is funny. Cause Brian goes, Hey man, I got a, I got a house with some garages that you might be interested in. I'm like, I looked it up on the line. I'm like, yeah, dude, I think I might, man. Can I go take a look? He's like, no, I'm going to buy it. <laughs> <laughs> but, man, I well, knew he's been looking. Uh, I was like, bro, you snag it. 
you don't, let me know. <laughs> Go get yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> but I still called you for other ones. So. <laughs> it's it's an anomaly, man. It's it's something like I, I know when I bought this house, my friends were, uh, you know, I have a very communal shop. You know, we do. I do a program called Cars for Christmas. We give cars to needy families. So, you know, a part of this shop is is really dedicated towards that year round. I got a and that's one lift room. I've got another lift room um, that's just dedicated to to my stuff. Uh, and then a parts room kind of that separates everything. So it's uh, it, it really is when you find something that really can handle what your future plan is and what your dream is and, you know, doing the things that you love to do, man, it it's like you so enjoy coming home. It's that, it's that meme where you used to sneak out of your home to go to parties and now you sneak out of parties to go home. It's like that. Yeah. And like you said, it's, yeah. it's not a forever home. It's a forever garage. That's what we're looking for. Yeah, you know, exactly. with the home, exactly. that's kind of a test. <laughs> yeah. Some place to sleep in between yeah. shop time. Right. And, yeah. And the greatest thing is I get to connect people with that Zen space. Like you guys were talking earlier, it's, you know, it's kind of, it's your getaway. It's your place to go to, to uh, get away from the hustle and bustle of the day and uh, chill and, and work on your own projects and whatnot. So that's, that's huge. That's, that's why I'm so passionate about what I do. Cause um, I mean, my, my favorite space is the garage also being able to help people find that and uh, find the same thing that you know, we all have, you know, Willie's garage though. That's like trying to find the, you yeah. know, the upper echelon of garage space. That's like but. finding a retired NASCAR <laughs> chief, you know, that yeah. <laughs> he's just letting it all go. And so, yeah, diamond in the road. Right, right. <laughs> yeah. I did score lucky. It, it's funny. Cause I, I never thought I'd fill this building up. I ended up build, building another building on top of the hill that holds, you know, I've got, I think, 13 or 14 cars packed into that one. <laughs> so, yeah, man, it's ridiculous. Well, that's it. You, you always fill what you have. So that's the one thing to be cautious yeah. of. Yeah. Now, speaking of things yeah. to be cautious of, Brian, I mean, you, you've been in this business now for a while, so you've probably seen everything from the goods to the bads. So what are the, some, some mm -hmm. of the things that uh, you recommend people look for? Because for some guys, you know, it might be their second garage and they're pretty fluent in what they want. But others might be the first time where they're dreaming big and, you know, they're trying to find that first shop. Right. What should they be looking for? Because some things you can add on easy, some things not so much. You know, you want the the foundation and things there uh, to be able to set it up the way you want at some point, right? Yeah, yeah. And we work with actually a lot of first time home buyers, uh, first time garage buyers, and um, they uh, <laughs> and that's the thing too is we try to guide them along the way of what to look for and everything else. So so we always go and look at the house first or the the garage first, house second. But I always tell everybody, mm -hmm. yep, um, yep. you know, the, what are the best features to look for? And you kind of want to start with, you know, the structure, the dimensions and like your utilities, because that's where, you know, the, a lot of the money goes into. And you want to make sure that's that's squared away before, you know, before uh, you put a offer down on something. So and, and that it fits your needs because like the structure, do you want pole construction, metal or wood? Um stick built or a block type building but then also two dimensions are super important because that's your workspace where you're going to store your car so you want to make sure you got room for everything and also room to grow so width depth height height is almost one of the most important ones because especially if you want to do a lift i've had you know multiple homes in the past that i've gone back and forth you know i've well, just the homes i've had i've had good garages big garages but I've never had the ceiling height to really get a good two post lift in there and now the uh the house we bought two years ago has 13 and a half foot ceiling so i've got a you know i've got a 
tall XL lift where I can actually, I'm six, three, so I can walk directly underneath the vehicles without ducking or anything like that. Right. That's gotta be one of the most common mistakes because both of the lifts I have in my individual rooms have been gifted to me because they ordered the people that ordered them. They ordered too tall of a lift for their garage. (laughs) And they were like, Willie, I, I, I literally stored both of them out here for a long time. And finally, I was making phone calls. And I was like, buddy, what do you want me to do with this lift? What are you ever going to do with it? Uh, I'm tired of moving it around. And he's like, man, just keep it for your shop. And not a year later, same thing happened with another buddy who <laughs> bought a house. He jumped online. He bought a lift. And it, you know, his lift is too tall for his shop. So I got both of them for free because yeah, they man. were too tall for the home garages. <laughs> That's why we measure those ceiling heights, man. Those ceiling heights are important. <laughs> well, see, that's so, why, you know, a guy yeah. like Brian, he's going to be looking out for you in those regards, right? Because you might look at the square footage and go, oh, this is fantastic. Or maybe I've got 220 already. And they'll look right up and go, hey, you want to lift or not? You know? Uh, and <laughs> yeah, I think height is yeah. probably one of the toughest yeah. things to find, at least in the city area. Yeah. Well, a lot of cities, too, uh, they have caps on ceiling height or wall height and whatever too. So there are certain areas where you can't go with a tall ceiling. And if you do find something in those areas where they have a limit on taller ceilings and you find something with a tall ceiling, that's where you snatch those up right away. Cause you, you know, that's, that's some, some uh, amazing real estate when you can go up like that, cause you can store more, you can work on cars better. Uh, but if you are limited, you, there are a lot of solutions out there for the shorter lifts and everything else. So, you know, so there's, you know, but that's one of the important things to watch out for when you're, when you're shopping for a garage. And, you know, you're looking for like, typically you're looking for like, you know, 13 foot will get you a 12 something lift, right? Cause a lot of lifts are kind of that 12 foot plus yeah, kind of thing, right? Yeah. Sometimes you can get them to fit between the, the, the rafters. So that yep. can buy you a couple inches. And then like in my shop, I'm just over 10 feet. Um, and I might, I'm able to, to actually use a lift with a 10 foot ceiling. So that's probably the limit, 10 foot and change. Uh, so I don't have the crossbar over the top. Uh, my cable runs down on the floor. So I got a little thing I got to hump over. So it's kind of a pain there. I got to, you know, if you don't have a running car, you got to push it up and over the hump, but I can get yeah. a car essentially just about full height. Um, yeah. So yeah. just for anybody out there, right? If you find, you know, the location and everything else, um, you can go as low as a 10 foot and change uh, with that type of lift, and that's a heavy-duty lift. It'll do anything from trucks and whatnot. Uh, yeah. But I might have to just scrunch a little bit, being six-two. Uh, but yeah, if you can get a you know thirteen-foot ceiling or a twelve, and think about where you're gonna position that thing, you can get away with. You hit the magic number there, though. The magic number is like thirteen feet because um, I'm thirteen-four in my shop, and I could do the XL lift, which. Um, it, what's nice is I still have the crossbar on the top, and I wanted one of those too because I had a buddy that that had one without or uh, I didn't have one. He, he actually hit the ceiling with his car and uh, crushed the top. Mm-hmm. So I got the one with the bar across the top, and it's got the the shut off. So if anything hits it, it shuts the lift off. Yep. And, I have uh, tape. And- I have tape marks. <laughs> <laughs> I have tape marks that I track uh, for different vehicles, and I'm I'm constantly looking straight at the ceiling. So. <laughs> But you mentioned uh, utilities too, man, because that could be a big one. Whether you, whether you run, you know, up north, I mean, we gotta have some kind of heat. So whether it's gas or electric, you know, you can do furnaces of of many different types. Uh, you know, gas ideally if you're gonna be burning a lot of it. Yeah, but, yeah. I'm just getting yeah. ready to put in an oil heater, and that's that's gonna be a lifesaver. 
But yeah, right now it's on propane out here. So yeah, oh, a yeah. lot of variables. But you know, the price of a lot of that stuff is going up. So now would be a good time to consider exactly what's available in that energy number because, wow, it's a it's a big variant now compared to what it used to be just a couple of years ago. So maybe something where you could flop in some solar panels. I'm sure Brian, you could probably locate uh, some options like that or uh, or some easier paid. Um, or at least means to you know get that heat in the in the shop because, who man, a lot of these prices, natural gas and heat, and propane, all that stuff going through the roof. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, one thing too is we take a look at when you know we've got certain parameters for a client or whatever, and for the garage, we always look. You know, is there electric hooked up? Is there gas hooked up? And also too, some other very important ones are water and sewer. If you want a bathroom out in the shop, especially if you're 50, 100 feet, 200 feet from the house, you want to make sure that you've got. You know, a bathroom out there if possible. So you want to make or sure it's there. At least a bush next to the shop. Yeah, room, bush you know, next to like... the shop. You do that too. <laughs> Poor bush. But because uh, <laughs> you know, utilities things great to have, so you wash your hands and everything else. But you know, definitely having water and sewer out there is is uh, you know, especially for the bar. You know, the wet bar. So if you if you're gonna have a wet bar, you gotta have water going out there. So <laughs> man, this guy's thinking big. You know, I'm like trying to fit my toolbox over in this corner and. You know, my lathe over there, and he's thinking, wet bar. Man, I'm behind <laughs> the times. Yeah, man. All right, well, look, speaking of being, speaking of being behind the times, uh, we got to take a break. But when we come back, the big pink elephant in the room, bro. Yeah. Interest rates. The feds uh -huh. just met. They raised the rates a half point. First time it's gone up like that in 13 years. We're seeing the highest interest rates we've seen in a long time. They said they're going to meet five more times with what they called aggressive interest hikes each time who man that's an yeah. ugly forecast for how to navigate that uh -huh. so you know there's a lot of nonsense like lender paid mortgage insurance uh stuff like that but the interest rate is the real killer so when we come back how to navigate it what loans might be best for it and if you're selling a home and getting into your forever home with that big garage property capital gains tax you know in colorado it's like 4.6 it varies, I believe, from state to state. Um, but what do you do with that investment money? Is that a good time to make the plunge into something with a big shop on it? All those details we'll cover. This is Two Guys Garage Podcast. He is Kevin Bird. I am Willie B. And we're back after the break. It is the Two Guys Garage Podcast. He is Kevin Bird. I am Willie B. Hey, we are fired up. Brian McNamara joins us from Gearhead Homes. Now, if you guys have ever wanted a home, Think about the name, Gearhead Homes. Ah, that sounds, just just saying that, rolls off the end of the tongue. It's perfect. Oh, I got me a Gearhead Home. You know what that means? That's happiness. You ever seen a muscle car in a psychiatrist's office? No, because people that own muscle cars are happy. Shut up. Um, horsepower makes you happy. Uh, and Brian is the guy that can give you a home for your horsepower. So, hey, Brian, I got to imagine you made some real collect collectors out there just stupid happy. Have you seen have you seen some amazing collections in your years of finding homes for these these crazy cars and this insane addiction? Oh yeah, yeah, we come across a lot of a lot of really cool. I mean, I mean, you heard the term barn finds. I mean, there's been quite a few of those too where, you know, we go to this house somebody's asking us to sell it for them and uh, we walk out into the barn to check out this and there's some really nice cars sitting out there covered in dust and everything else. And uh, what's cool is we got some good contacts for that in case that does happen. We can uh, call up some friends that, that uh, 
that sell and flip those kind of vehicles so we can make some people some money when that hey, happens. Hey, hey, we, we haven't gotten any of those yeah. calls, man. What, what's up yeah, with that? Man. What's up, Brian? Here we are taking care of you. I don't know about your back, but my niche is right now. I've been scratching Brian's all this time. Hey, um, Brian, talk to us about the pink elephant in the room because interest rates have done something they haven't done in years and years lately. I refied. I have a rental property. I refied that back November, December, and I got 2.9%. Right yeah. now, right now you're looking at the fives for a 15 year, uh, and you're up in the sixes if you you know if you've got decent credit in the 30 year mix. Uh, it it's it's getting ugly out there. Yeah. Well, here's the bad news: is the Fed uh, really wants to raise it even higher. They've been talking anywhere between nine to 15 percent. So, um, yeah, that's really going to put a hinder on uh, on some things. But yeah, I mean the Feds are always trying to raise the interest rates. It's you know they're um, it's just something they're always going to do. And if you remember back before COVID, they started going up a little bit, and that's when they wanted to raise them. But once COVID hit and everything locked down, you know, they were trying to stimulate the economy, so they dropped interest rates. And that also started a huge refinance boom. Um, but, you know, now and now with inflation, they're trying to increase that to, um, to put a, you know, to help put a cap on the inflation kind of drive things down and one way to do that. And this even happened back in the, I think it was the eighties. Uh, I mean, interest rates were 15 to 17% back then. So last time we've so, seen them like this. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, it's, it's just something that uh, feds do to, you know, to try to uh, put a handle on certain you know, economic issues or whatnot. So, but yeah, we're, we're definitely in for a run and they're definitely going to keep trying to, to raise them. They will keep raising them. And uh, but there's a good side to that, too. And that's the problem with where things were even a couple months ago was just the craziness of multiple offers and people bidding way over asking and uh, driving the, the prices of homes up uh, exponentially. And that was putting a lot of buyers even out of the market where it was you know, we were afraid to see you know, the first time home buyer go away and, uh, and it's happened in other countries too. So, um, yeah, so it's, hopefully it's actually good. It, and it has started slowing things down. We're, we're seeing less and less multiple offers. It's still a hot market, but, um, we are seeing a little bit of, uh, of, of the rains being pulled on that. So, which I, I think is actually a good thing because it's, we're yeah. on a runaway train. Uh a lot of that's, you know, has to do with where you're at in the country, right? In Colorado, my buddy just sold their house inside Denver, you know, and they sold it seventy thousand dollars over the five fifty asking price, mm -hmm. um, and they got, you know, they sold it in twelve hours, yep. and it was with, you know, minimal inspection, no appraisal, none of this, no, da, da, da. so they really just, you know, got whether what they wanted. I really think right now, when you look at some of the the data out there, I was just reading a report that had like Tennessee for the lowest price homes, bang for buck wise, and the, the lack of taxes out there was driving a lot of people to move to states like Tennessee, which you can obviously see. Um, you know, it, it is uh, it's great because you're kind of plugged in all over. If you get a guy in Detroit where you're at, you could probably find him a home in, in Tennessee, for example. Um, do you see that that growth and it doesn't matter necessarily that they they're in a big city, they just want that that forever home with that right spot, and they're willing to move because a lot of people are so mobile now. Yeah, um, it's and that's the cool thing with people move, working from home too is they are mobile, so they can move into more rural areas and uh, get out kind of 
in the boonies, I guess you could say. And uh, but what's nice with that though is that does allow you uh, uh, a better chance of finding something with a bigger, you know, bigger garage, bigger barns. But you can also build, you know, bigger garages, bigger barns too. So, oh, um, so that, you know, that is that is a good thing. And we are seeing a huge trend of people moving out to larger, larger properties, looking for you know bigger outbuildings, more outbuildings. Um, you know, growing their own food. I don't know, kind of doing off the grid, some off the grid stuff or just, uh, so, I mean, it's, it's that trend's coming out a little bit too, because you you, working from home definitely changed, changed a lot of that. So, uh, we're definitely seeing some of that change or trend where people are moving out of the cities and into, you know, uh, into the outskirts of, of those areas and, uh, getting bigger properties and, and, uh, more space. So to, to roam. So, um, well, I think one of the the driving issues that we've got is right. We just we're so short on inventory. We haven't been building houses, you know, with a downturn in, in 08 to 12. We lost a lot of construction crews. They went off and did other things. We haven't really built back that infrastructure, and so we're just short on homes. And a lot of people sitting on cash, right? That's driving the demand, driving the prices up. Now, the last article I skimmed, it seemed like the you know the the real estate industry, you know, gauging you know how the construction industry is kind of trying to gather itself back up and hire more, more folks, you know, we're slogging through the material shortages, but uh, they seem to think we might be, you know, 2023, 24, uh, maybe well into 24 as a guesstimate of when some of the shortage might start to, to wane a little bit by building a lot more new homes. Are you, are you seeing anything like that? I mean, do you have any recommendations for, for folks like, you know, if they're not dire to buy, should they just kind of save up a few more coins for the next year or two and, and let things settle out? And, you know, even the interest rates to see where they kind of go or what? That's the tough thing because if we want to have a crystal ball, but the, if the interest rates continue to rise, it's, that's enough. If you wait, it could be way more expensive to buy a home. And if prices don't go down, then you're paying even more and it's going to drop a lot of people, a lot of buyers out of the market. And it could be, even up to the upper middle class. So uh-huh. it's, so I don't know. It, it, that's the tough thing is whether people should wait or not. Um, the, the number one thing is interest rates are going to go up. So that's the best advice to, I mean, to get into the market now, you're probably going to pay less a month, a month for a property, but, and I don't see prices tanking, but I do see prices more or less plateauing out. So if interest, so if, if prices plateau out and they're still at this pretty much all time high and interest rates keep, keep going up, then you're still going to be paying more for a house. So yeah. uh, hey, Brian, I got a question that, that I see a lot of this happening right now. And I see it not just, you know, in States like Tennessee and some of the outskirts, smaller rural areas of Colorado. Um, it doesn't, it probably is not what you're into when you're selling, but maybe I'm sure you could locate these for somebody. But what about all the the metal outbuildings, right, that people are putting up and just using that as their home and having a shop in the front of it? Like we've seen a massive surge in those those massive steel buildings just getting thrown up, you know, where the, where they allow you. you. You wouldn't be able to do that in the city. But a lot of the rural areas and, you know, out in the country, they're just sticking up a big metal outbuilding and building a you know the facade fake front porch right off that, but their home is like yeah. a huge metal building, and they 
put up a few bedrooms, a second story, and then the front of us a shop. Yeah, the uh, the term for that is barnuminium. And uh, is that what it's called? Yeah, barnuminiums. And uh, we're actually we've been <laughs> we've been doing a lot of work on that side of the thing and becoming kind of the experts in the barnuminiums. So oh, cool. Um, yeah, well, we've it's, got, it's huge, isn't it? I see them everywhere. Yeah, the thing is, there's a lot of people think that there's a lot of money to be saved in it. There is if you do a lot of your own work, but if you're still hiring a builder and um, paying contractors to do the work and everything else, you're saving on, uh, well, up here in Michigan, where people usually do basements for foundations, you're saving because barnuminiums are just going to be a concrete slab. They're not going to be a, a basement foundation. So there's some sa savings in that. It's also a pole or metal type construction. So there's a little less materials when it comes to that, but you still have to build a structure within a structure. So there's still a lot of wood and and uh, materials that go into building the interiors of those out. So they can be a savings, but the cool thing about them is there's no interior, most times there's no interior load-bearing walls. So you can kind of make as open a concept as you want, and you can also make as big of a, as a shop as you want, uh, depending on the township rules of your ratios between your garage and your living space, because that's another thing. And we've actually been researching, especially all throughout Michigan, is where where townships will allow barnuminiums to be built. So we have a list of townships all across Michigan of where barnuminiums can be built. And, uh, and at first they were all, most of them were saying no, but now that it's become more of a popular thing, they're, uh, they're opening their, opening, uh, their minds to it. So, and it's, it's become tax very, dollars very at work, baby tax dollars at work. Yeah. So yeah. what do you think, what do you think you could, <laughs> let's say save, uh, by doing a barn dominium versus the house in the garage, 10, 20, 30%. I mean, what, what kind of, you know, incentive is there to go that route? We're seeing more along. Well, it also depends on, like I said, if you're hiring a builder to do it, if you're not, if you're doing, I mean, if you're doing it yourself, I mean, you could be saving up to 40%, but if you're still hiring a builder, uh, just the construction type, you might save about 10% or even less. So uh, so it all depends on really how you're going to build it. Um, and, and go, and also too, you can do it a building like that. You could also do over time. So you could set up a living space in it in your shop space. And, and since it's a structure within a structure, you could build that living space out over time and save yourself exactly. money. If you're doing it as a DIY type project too, and being your own contractor. Well, see if I was single, so, it'd be simple. Cause I just, I'd set up the garage space and then I'd have a cot and a sleeping bag and I'd be set. <laughs> but, you know, for any of us not single, it gets a lot more complicated than that. So yeah. I imagine there's quite a spectrum on the the barndominium designs based on, uh, you know, the single yeah. guys and the not right. single folks. But that's what's know? nice is you could do that. And then later on, as, as time goes, you can build out the other spaces within. So you could start with the cot. And then build it out as uh, as time progresses. Go to a massive bedroom. Yeah. So what yeah. what do you think about the the resale on that? Because there's so many of us that go, dude, that would be me. But right now you're trying to flip and sell. If you have to move at some point, uh, you know, so you're you're on a more limited market, I guess. Yeah. Really uh, comes down to the the right lenders and the right appraisers for it. So you have to make sure you get hooked up with the right um, the right builders and also real estate agents and lenders that have experience with it like us and we even have uh, lenders that specialize in it too so um, they can actually lend on the construction of a barnuminium and even a uh, or buying an existing barnuminium too 
And nice. yeah, the way we've got that is it's it's still a it's still a higher percentage down loan. It's the it's twenty percent or more down, um, but the interest rates are just the same. It can still be a conventional or FHA or whatever. So um, yeah, so there's there's ways of doing that. And there's lots of builders that can that can do the work too. And you can even just get a builder that just specializes in pole type construction and just have them build the the barn itself, and then you could even do more of the interior type work on it. Well, that that's that's huge. You know, uh, if you can do the work yourself, which a lot of us do, um, you know, you, you can buy and flip houses if you can live in them while you're flipping them. So that just saves you big time on on overhead costs. So, yeah, if you can get up the basic structure, and uh, if it's you or your significant other, or okay to cordon off a little square of that and 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 do the build over time, then yeah, that I could see that turning out to be. Uh, quite advantageous you know cost wise mm -hmm. yeah man yeah i see it popping off all the time and it's getting what seems more and more trendy and more and more popular uh as we you know sort of fight through this inventory issue and some other problems especially for people that don't mind being out a little ways from the city so maybe that's an option for you but you can find all the options with brian hey i'm gonna i'm gonna ruin your day because you're never gonna look at this the same you guys ready before we wrap up the podcast you ready i'm gonna ruin it here you go you ready you can't you can't spell homeowner without the word meow in it. All right, I'm just saying <laughs> I, I ruined that word for you, man. Now every time you see that word, you go see meow. Uh, it's gonna it's gonna wreck you. You're gonna be like, God, meow had homes. Meow. It's stuck. <laughs> <laughs> uh, hey man. Uh, hey, where do people find you on social or on um, that their internet thing? How do people? Uh, You'll find out more about Gearhead Home. Oh, we got the Facebook things and the Instagram things and all that stuff. So uh, you, know, you follow us on on social media. Um, we've got a website, but uh, it's kind of just more informative. We're building a new website that's uh, going to have more when it comes to to uh, listings and everything else coming up soon. But uh, pretty much just uh, social media is our, our biggest platform now. And um, and then if you um, need. Uh, we're we're based in Michigan and handle all of Michigan, but we've also got a network of uh, like-minded agents all across the country. So if you uh, if you need a, a house with a big garage in any other states, you can contact us and we can hook you up with the right people. Oh, that's awesome, man! That is a relief. Gearheadhomes.com. That's the site. Yes, sir. All right, man. Hey, uh, thanks to our guest Brian McNamara. Gearhead Homes is a spot. Uh, don't forget about our show, Aaron Weekend's on the Motor Trend Network. Check your local listings. It's also available on Motor Trend Plus, which is a streaming format. Easy to get us there. Thanks to our guest, Brian McNamara, our producer, Scoop, executive producer, Bob Ecker. He is Kevin Bird, and I am Willie B, and this is the Two Guys Garage podcast. Yeah, and don't forget to check out our website, twoguysgarage.com. Share with us your thoughts on social. We're everywhere, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, at Two Guys Garage. Now, Two Guys Scratch Podcast, it's copyright 2022, Brenton Productions Incorporated, all rights reserved. Perfect, man. I follow uh, Brian's social, and it's fun to watch, even if you're not going to buy. You just watch some of the postings that he, and you just drool, you know, like it's like a cool car. Well, you know, you can drool over a cool garage, a cool shop, like, and <laughs> yeah. some of these things are massive. I mean, you have a massive setup yourself, uh, but some of these are over the top, man. They're, oh, they're, man. They're cool to check out for sure. It's good to dream, yeah. right? It's good to dream. Always, brother. Always. Hey, the dream is free. The hustle sold separately. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Got? We'll see you in the next Two Guys Garage podcast. We'll see you guys.
Two Guys Ride Podcast is a production of Britain Productions. For more episodes, visit iHeartRadio, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows.